Hello, and welcome to Inverticats. I, of course, am Leah from Tarantulia, and with me, as always, is Simon from the Mantis Hello. Garden. Hello, Simon. Hello, Leah. Oh, it's so good to have you. Oh, thank you so wanted. Well, you are. You're very wanted here. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and today, oh, excuse me. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about Orthoptera, or Orthoptera, um, which is, translates directly to straight wings. But this classification uh, or order of insects includes grasshoppers, locusts, crickets, katydids, and cicadas. And I'm pretty sure there's a few others, but those are the main guys that I found through my research. So, yeah. Hello, everyone watching. Welcome. So glad to have you guys here. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm like, I'm kind of hyper, so I'm all excited. And Okay. <laughs> so, basically, about this classification of insects, all of them produce noise. So, all of them either chirp or they, they have songs that they sing. Um, they're usually large to medium size, but we all know that uh, we all know that they can be also very, very small because we get very small crickets for, you know, our inverts that eat them. Um, <clears throat> and their habitats are, they occur mostly in like terrestrial habitats, um, but a few are semi-aquatic. So meaning that they, they spend a lot of their time in the water. I didn't happen to find anything on a semi-aquatic uh, species of any of these, but that's okay. Maybe we can dive deeper later um, and find those. Was that and a then, joke? Sorry? Was that a joke? Dive deeper? <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so uh, the nymphs or the babies of these guys, they resemble adults, but they don't have wings. So once they get to that adult stage, that's when they get their wings. And their front legs are where they have uh, tibial auditory organs. So their ears are actually on their front legs, which is, that's kind of trippy. I thought that was weird. Can you imagine being able to hear with your front legs? I, I can't imagine being able to hear. I can only hear with one of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> right? <laughs> You're like, oh, excuse me, can you talk into my arm? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then uh, their back legs are um, saltatorial, which means that they're basically modified for jumping and leaping. So these are all jumping critters, like grasshoppers, locusts, they all jump. Um, same with crickets. And There are 25,000 uh, described species in this class. <clears throat> And they are also um, divided into two suborders, one of them being the Calipherae, <clears throat> which would be the grasshoppers, locusts, and mole crickets. Um, and the other classification would be the Ensifera, which is the true crickets, katydids, and bush crickets. So I believe bush crickets is just another word for um, cicadas. Uh, no. I, I could be wrong, but I think I read that. It, it's 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 not it's it's not. We we actually have bush crickets here. Oh okay. We have we have uh, not many. There's only like a little place that still still has them. They're actually uh, they're actually going extinct in the UK. But uh, yeah, we do have bush crickets. And then they're not cicada. They're uh, I, I did I did know the scientific name, but I can't remember it. Huh, that's fascinating. I mean, I mean, they're all related. So I mean, they're like a lot of the time when you hear, uh, when you hear locust, you know, they're actually talking about a very large grasshopper. So that I mean, eh, they're all kind of in the same <laughs> like species. You know, like they're in the same order, obviously in classification. It's just that they're uh, they're just they're just different enough, if you will. <laughs> So um, I found some pretty good information on katydids. And if you don't know what a katydid is, 
Um, they are an insect that look like a little leaf. So they literally look like a walking leaf. They've got the head like a grasshopper. So they've got kind of that round kind of pointed head. Their eyes are pretty small. They've got those antenna. They have, um, they actually have some pretty large antenna. And then uh, the rest of their body is essentially a leaf. And so, yeah, they just look like a leaf with legs. And there are 6,000 species of them, and they are mostly nocturnal. And they produce a song that's repetitive. And each species of katydid has its own song. And they occur pretty much in every region of the world except for Antarctica. Um, they, they can be found like living in trees, bushes, grass, and they live for less than a year. Um, the eggs are the only life stage uh, or their larval stage is the only stage that they can actually survive winter through. And most of them eat leaf matter, although there are some katydids that are predators um, or predatory. <sighs> so they eat like other insects and um, yeah. That's pretty much what I found on Katie Dids, unfortunately, but I I love them. I I think Katie Dids are really cute. Like, I don't know. I anytime I see a Katie Did, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's good luck. Yay. I've never seen one in the UK. Really? With I I think we have one or two species here. Okay. And uh only down south. And uh yeah, never seen one. Never seen one of ours. So oh, we've wow. very, very, very few. We very rarely see uh, crickets or grasshoppers up here. We don't really we don't see those either. Man, I, I thought they would be uh, pretty prevalent in the UK because you guys have, I mean, you're, it's pretty lush there, yeah? I mean, there's a lot of foliage. It's, and... <laughs> it's, it's always wet and damp, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's never really that warm uh, uh, especially up in the northern side of things we we, we, we tend not to well, we don't get them around where i am um, uh, i know down south you, you, they're a bit more uh, prevalent but here not not so much you see them in summer if you go on a summer walk you'll see them the grasshoppers and other crickets i've never bothered catching them to find out mm -hmm. uh you know they'll jump when they're when you when you walk near them but uh they, they're not not what you would expect. There's not there's not millions of them. Okay. There is in this yeah. box, though. You can probably hear them. Yeah, I can hear your crickets. You you said you had a uh, a big old colony of them, yeah? Yeah, I do. I breed, I breed uh, black crickets for the for the nymphs. Oh, that's awesome. These guys will never get eaten. These are all adults, they'll never get eaten. They're just they're they're here just to make a racket and to lay eggs. That's that's all I have them for. <laughs> uh, babies that, that get eaten sadly for them They're perfect size for, for, for tiny mantis nymphs for so, tiny mantis nice um yeah they're, they're a, a constant supply of eggs oh yeah i bet Eden... you just keep changing the substrate in, in, a, in, a, in a tub you put a new tub in a couple of days they've, they've filled the tub with eggs so you just take that out and put a new one in oh uh, wow and every five ten days you've got new baby nymphs nice so that's, that's yeah, awesome it's, it's, a, it's a cheap way of uh <laughs> feeding them right you don't have to to spend so much money on the post and stuff to get get your crickets yeah but, just, um, get the, the adults and start from there and you know take some out and, right which uh, i have in boxes behind me here it's yeah like I, I grow a few of them all and then constant cycle if you like yeah, perfect. Uh, Eden Invert says that wild hoppers are everywhere down here. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know where down here is. Where? <laughs> Who is that? Eden Inverts. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, again, down south, he's in uh, Kent, I think. Actually, yeah, Kent. Okay. Somewhere like that, Kent, Surrey, somewhere like that. Um, which which is down below London. So. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's it's surprisingly a really big difference in temperature uh, down there normally 
Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised because here, uh, oh, he says, uh, Eden says, I'm south of Eden, Edenbridge, Kent. Okay, cool. So you were right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not surprised that there's uh, temperature variations in the regions of, of the UK because, yeah, I mean, here in Colorado, like, you know, here it, you might be in Denver and it might be like 50 degrees or, you know, and it feels kind of cold, but if you just travel about three hours south to Pueblo, you're going to find that it's, you know, five degrees warmer. Um, same, same within the summertime. If, you know, if the summertime it's, it's too hot down in the city, all you have to do is, is go about an hour, hour and a half up into the mountains to like Georgetown and it's at least 20 degrees cooler. So, um, yeah, it definitely, you know, regions definitely vary quite a bit. So. Well, we get that uh, like on on the south coast, right on the south coast, there is uh, wild stick insects. Uh -huh. Three species in the UK, uh, down near Devon, Cornwall, that sort of area. They, they wouldn't they wouldn't last up here. They, that five to seven degrees, yeah, makes such a difference, and the length of summer makes such a difference. Wow! Because with it, with it only living. Like, let's be honest, they live about nine months. So, yeah. your catechids, your grasshoppers, everything else, you've got nine months. If you don't get that warm weather for that period of time, mm -hmm. it, it can't reproduce, it can't survive. That's why we don't have mantis. It, it, it's a simple reason they don't have time to grow to adults and reproduce to lay their eggs, etc. And that, that goes for a lot of bugs. So, down south, have so many more bugs than we have up here. We're, we're what, 200 wow. miles away? <clears throat> that's 200 a, miles that's... north is a big difference when you're... I can imagine. Yeah. It's close to like the north. Uh, it, <laughs> right. It makes a massive difference. So, so a, a lot of things like you're talking about stuff, like the castage, uh, cicadas, and uh, huh. like cicadas, yeah, never seen one. Well, we've seen them abroad. Um, <laughs> crickets, bush crickets. I think bush crickets live in uh, one county in England. Okay. Does that they're going that extinct? They only live in one place. Wow. So it, it's it's really it's just one of them places in England. It's it's uh, well the UK as a whole. Yeah. Got, Scotland has got hardly anything uh, populated <laughs> towards you know down in Cornwall or, or Devon or somewhere like that, which right. is way down south. Um, well, um, <clears throat> Bazan says that, of course, he'll put one in Simon's care package for you. So you're yep, going to but, get yourself a Katie did. <laughs> yep, Bas lives in Devon, the place I've been talking about. He, li he lives in Devon, which is really, really on the south coast. He's, he's got a, it, it's luxury down there. To me, nice. if I was there now, it'd be summer. You know, I, I would think it was summer. So okay, it, it's crazy because we want right like we, we ten degrees. It's t-shirt. It can wear a t-shirt outside for us. Yeah, now throw throw shivering at ten degrees, but for us it, <laughs> it, it, it it's normal. It's you know it's fine. It's like a normal day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, All right. the bugs don't adapt quite as well as we do to that to that massive uh, temperature change. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, they. It's weird because even even here, like at the higher altitudes and stuff, there are almost no bugs, no insects whatsoever. Once you get past that tree line, there's a tree line at about, I believe it's thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand. No, it's definitely like twelve to thirteen thousand feet. The trees wow. stop growing, and then it's all just mountain. It's all just rocks, and there are no insects up there. <laughs> None. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about locusts. Locusts are uh, acrididae, um, which is cool, but they usually will increase greatly in numbers and then they migrate for long distances. Um, but they are very destructive to like leaf matter and whatnot because that's what they eat. So they tend to have a pretty negative effect on uh, like farming areas and agricultural um, businesses 
but smaller species are called grasshoppers. So grasshoppers are a type of locust. Um, the theory of two phases in which they live, so the one, they have one solitary life phase in which they, they pretty much just, you know, they live, they eat, they mate, they die. Um, but the other is a gregarious life phase where they can be distinguished by the coloration, their form, physiology, and behavior. During the gregarious phase, they respond to, it's a response essentially to the violent fluctuation in the environment. Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, so it's, a, uh, it's actually a response to a, a violent change in their environment. And so basically these massive swarms will form in marginal regions where the suitable habitats are scarce. Um, and then they will swarm um, and become like these massive just swarms. Um, and they won't stop flying or swarming essentially until their environment changes with like rain or uh, decreased temperatures, darkness, these sort of things. Um, and there was actually in 1869, I found this very fascinating. There was a a huge swarm of desert locusts that reached all the way to the UK from like West Africa. So they went all the way from West Africa to the UK where you are um, yeah. in a massive swarm because yeah. So, and that was, that's pretty recent. That was about 150 or so years ago. So uh, just a huge swarm that got all the way to the UK. Did you, do you know anything about that? I don't know. Um, I just know now they're sending wives from West Africa to the UK. Oh, wow. I was just going to show you this actually, which I don't think you'll get to see, but. Oh, cool. That's uh, Horsehead Grasshopper. Oh, wow. Which unfortunately, unfortunately, you can't see. I was hoping you could, but it's not big enough. Um, oh. But that's uh, another Alphaterra, which is, is one that normally gets overlooked because it looks nothing like a traditional grasshopper. Yeah, right. I mean, traditionally grasshoppers are, they're green, they're about, uh, you know, an inch and a half or so long. They've got, um, they've got kind of a round body that's pointed at the end. And then, of course, you know, they're, they're really big, big hind legs for that leaping. What a beautiful grasshopper, though. That's amazing. It looks like a little stick. Yeah, they do look like sticking sets. They actually get like this big. Oh, wow. Quite, wow. Quite a big. And they can jump really, really well. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just realized, I thought, I've got no other picture apart from the, oh, yes, I've got this. Heck yeah. Also grasshoppers. Shady thing says, I love that silly grasshopper thing. <laughs> Thanks, Shady. <laughs> I love it too. I've never seen one. Yeah, they are they are uh, a fantastically weird looking face. They're beautiful. <laughs> yes. They're they're an amazing creature. Um a friend of mine sent me uh some of these. Hmm. Uh, sadly some got out of the enclosure and because uh, it was tiny when he sent them and uh i can only imagine where they've gone so huh. <laughs> nancy's belly i should imagine <laughs> it's sad but you know this, this guy's managed to uh make it this far so i'm hoping to get an adult it's a shame he wasn't an adult because when you really see how big they are they, they do get quite quite a a, a, a massive sort of thing for a grasshopper but when you look at that you wouldn't say oh yes that's a grasshopper right no i wouldn't think that at all actually because it, it looks like a stick insect yeah it does it's definitely got a fascinating look about it but it is a grasshopper so yeah anyway <laughs> sorry about that no don't be that was that was wonderful i appreciate that you have a, a living example of um of a really cool species of grasshopper i think that's amazing he was talking about locusts invading England, which I, well, A, I don't remember it because I, 
Well, you weren't there. <laughs> I hope. I'm not quite that old yet. Um, Are you no, sure? I, I didn't know anything about that. And I should imagine they wouldn't have gone past the South anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. So, it did mention UK. It did mention uh, London. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that that's probably where they got to. <laughs> I don't know. All down south. It's always down south. We never get the good stuff. <laughs> to me, that would be free food. I've been out there with the nets collecting them. That's yeah. Marvellous for me. I well, and I, you know, when I was growing up here, um, you know, we had, I mean, we had grasshoppers, crickets, locusts, the whole nine. So, you know, and it's still true now. Like I walk through my front yard now and, you know, especially in like spring and summer, there's plenty of grasshoppers. They will jump, you know. So um, it's it's kind of nice to have that. And of course, like I said, we get katydids and cicadas. Um, a lot of the time, uh, I, I think at least once a year, I will see a katydid. It'll, it'll just come and hang out and you know, or I'll see it. I think they like my, uh, I think they like the walls of my house because they're white. So that bright color is like tend to attract them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just lucky like that. <laughs> well, probably going to get some Katie Gibbs. Uh, it's a shame we did this now because I was thinking about getting some anyway. No. Uh, have you seen the giant ones? yeah they're amazing we don't get them that big here <laughs> yeah absolutely enormous i think i think they're peruvian are they i believe so yeah because the amazon i mean everything is is bigger than amazon for sure like they're they're just everything is huge there well i'm sure i'm sure there's plenty of them we, we don't know about but yeah yeah uh, then those katie bits now are, are doing their rounds in the uk at the moment in the book scene Oh wow! Whereas people are all getting katydids, so or katydids. I've never known which one it is. Um, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> it's spelled like it should be pronounced katydid. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think mm -hmm. so. But a lot of people call it katydids, so I, I'm I'm confused. I, I think it's an American thing. I don't. <laughs> no, I I would call them katydids. I would call them katydids, but. Uh, I, I just hear it a lot, Katie did, so yeah. I'll have to look that up, to be honest. I'll have to look it up and, and see if it's Latin or Greek, and then we can figure out whether it's Katie or Katty. Yeah, we'll have to do that for sure. And let me know I, later on. <laughs> and then we can correct ourselves from here on out. <laughs> the one of the things you did do, which surprised me, because I was waiting for you to slip up, Oh. Orthoptera correctly. Orthoptera, yeah. Because most people say orthoptera. <laughs> and I thought, ah, she's got to say orthoptera. She's definitely got to say orthoptera. <laughs> a, she's American. And B, it's, it's just a weird word. Um, <laughs> and I, so I thought, yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna say it incorrectly. Like everybody else says it incorrectly. And I was like, it's orthoptera. Because you've got it right. Ortho, Greek for straight. Uh-huh. Terra, that's it for wings. So it's like, yeah. I surprised you, huh? <laughs> you're, you're absolutely, in fact, in that, <laughs> because then I, I was in a position where I had nothing to complain about. So, <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? You didn't have All these people was pronouncing things wrong, like uh, terror and... Uh -huh. Doctora. Uh -huh. That's the other one that does it. When people yeah. when people pronounce the P in terror. Yeah. Right, right. No, but it's like pterodactyl, you know, the, yeah. the P is silent. Yeah. <laughs> I wish mine was at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh you know I it's funny because when I was in high school I actually took um Latin, which I mean, as you know, it's a dead language. Nobody speaks it anymore. But a lot of like medical terms and whatnot uh, use Latin because it's pretty much the root words for anything and everything in the medical world, right? Um, and I took, I actually took it for, I believe, four years. No, I took it for three years. And 
you know, I used to laugh at myself like, oh, man, I don't know why I'm even taking this class. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to use it, all this stuff. And here I am now, you know, learning, learning all this about arthropods and, and invertebrates. And I'm like, oh, man, that Latin really paid off. <laughs> As I said, we, we, we started learning Latin and Greek. Uh, at school when I was five or six. Um, oh, wow. Well, I don't... It, it was just one of them, you know, it was, it was that sort of time and that sort of school where, uh -huh. where they, would, they would insist that you learn where English words came from. Because a lot of English words are Latin, you know, they're oh, yeah. based in Latin. So they insisted on, like, if, it, if we got taught a new word, to tell us the Latin mm -hmm. where it came from or the Greek, mm -hmm. uh, which helps so much now. Yeah. With pronunciations, etc., for, for a, a lot of the, the books. It's yeah, me too. <laughs> I always thought the same. I thought, what a waste of absolute time. <laughs> and and it, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. No. Not only that, you can spot when somebody's using a word incorrectly mm -hmm. even if you've never heard the word as long as you know where it's come from because you can generally figure out where it's come from by yeah you can just pick it right up yeah that was it you know um, i also i also like to give credit to that latin class for my ability to be able to like hear a different language and kind of have a general idea as to what is being said um yeah. i know that that sounds strange but no doesn't I hear Lily I hear Lily and I know she's the linguist over here so <laughs> I, I did the same I I didn't used to be able to do it but now I can actually watch a Spanish film mm -hmm. and I know what's going on you know I can I can I can I can put together the words just because mm -hmm. of so it's it really makes a massive difference uh, the learning Latin is a really big step yeah um, to knowing a lot of other languages because a lot of languages are based on latin absolutely uh, it's course. just so deeply ingrained in yeah. in a lot of languages i mean i know it's it, it, it's definitely deeply ingrained in english a little bit of spanish um some french and and they're all kind of interconnected anyway so it's kind of you know <laughs> it's pretty wild it is I think we went off topic. <laughs> Just a little, but you know, the I feel that the language is actually pretty important for invertebrates. So maybe, uh, maybe that's a talk topic for another day. <laughs> I, I think that is a fantastic idea, um, and I know a few people who would like that very much. Yeah, maybe we should do a vote. So yeah, I, I think, we'll, yeah, do a poll. Do a poll on community. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that, you know, there's quite a few people out there who trip up on saying the Latin or they feel silly saying the Latin because they're going to pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Because I found that most people don't know where the syllables are in Latin. Right. Because they're not obvious. Like you see an old English word and we see the syllables, we go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can learn how to say it. Whereas in Latin, you look at it, it's just a jumble of letters. <laughs> right. Once, once you can identify, like, sections of it, you, you can actually say it correctly, like ortho and terror. Once yeah. you know those two, when you can take them apart and say them separately. You just put them together and say them. And that's, right. that's it's, it's done. So, yeah, I think we should do that. So I'm going to shut up now about Latin. Uh, Greek. Well, that's Greek. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll go uh, <laughs> and uh, Eden Invert says I'm currently trying to learn my Latin so hey there you go like you you know you're you're among friends we um a mo a mas a mat that is all the Latin I know and it's all the Latin I want that that was my Latin teacher was amazing and uh, I learned quite a bit, but now I, I mean, I can't speak it, but I like the basic stuff is still in, in there. And like you said, it just, it really, really does help to be able to understand like the Latin words and like the scientific terms for a lot of things. So, 
Um, all right, let's get back on topic. We're going to talk about cicadas now because um, I found all kinds of really cool actual like folklore about cicadas. And so cicadas are interesting because the males produce the loud noises that you hear by vibrating the membranes um, called timbals. And they're near the base of their abdomen. Um, females will lay eggs in the woody plant tissues. Um, and then they will drop from like the plant or whatever when the eggs hatch. And then nymphs will burrow and suck juices from the roots of perennial plants. There are over 3,000 species known of cicadas. Um, and they actually are a subclassification known as cicadidae. Cicadidae, maybe. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. <laughs> They occur in deserts, grasslands, forests. Um, they appear pretty much yearly with a periodic, um, or I'm sorry, but they also will appear like periodic. Um, and then there's also the best known cicada for this, which is the 17 year cicada, uh, Magi cicada. And they have been used in folk medicines, uh, religious symbols, and monetary symbols. So, once upon a time, they used cicadas songs or the sounds that they made in um, forecasting the weather. So uh, it's pretty fascinating. And this is where we get into the folklore of cicadas. Um, but first, we, we can talk a little bit about cicadas and kind of their song and uh, like all about that. And yeah, what do you think of cicadas? Do you like do you like them? Do you like their song? Because I know for me, it's hard for me to like go to sleep anywhere where there aren't crickets or cicadas or some kind of repetitive noise. Um, and that's just because, you know, growing up here in Colorado, we had plenty of them. Like they just, the, the noise, right? Uh, so if I go somewhere where there isn't that noise, uh, it's really hard for me to sleep. <laughs> Do you find that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got the... These guys who serenade me every night. Oh, so wonderful. <laughs> and repetitive noise, I'm married. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble now. She's just giving me a dirty look. <laughs> She's <laughs> watching. I mean, yeah, I, I'm betting she gave you a dirty look on that one. <laughs> She's giving me a dirty look. So, anyway, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love the sound of the, of the crickets. I absolutely love it. And it helps me sleep. Yeah. Uh, it did. I, I in India, I used to love that because of the, it was a complete different sound of what we get here. Yeah, it's so relaxing and calming. Cicadas. All I've heard of cicadas is buzzing because because they. As I told you before the podcast, uh -huh. uh, the only time the first time I came across cicadas was in Greece. Uh -huh. and it was just hitting my patio windows because the lights was on and it was nighttime and we was having a drink outside <laughs> it was just like i don't know i, I didn't have an opinion on that. i was quite afraid of it at first because <laughs> they aren't really intimidating first time i've seen one and it's there on the floor and there's loads of them they're buzzing and, and making all sorts of noise and i'm like oh yeah do i pick one up you know can it bite me <laughs> uh, it was you know Plus the fact uh, may have had one or two, so it didn't really, it didn't really help with my ID, IDing them. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I could I could do without cicadas, but <laughs> I I really like cicadas because I actually spent you know a couple of years in Okinawa, so um, the cicadas there are incredibly loud. They are everywhere, um, and the ones there, I believe, spend seven years underground in their, you know, nymph stage. So they, they, they grow while they're underground. And then when they emerge, they only live for about a month or two. Um, and that's when they do their mating and whatnot. And then they lay their eggs and, and, you know, so on and so forth. But, but the noise from them was just constant. And they were massive. I mean, they were about the size of, like, golf balls. And it's weird because I didn't I didn't know that they were classified in with like crickets and grasshoppers. I thought they were a type of beetle. Um, 
but no, I was, I was so wrong about that. And, and they're quite beautiful, actually. If you've ever seen one, they're, they're good size. And, uh, I think they are kind of territorial. And so in Okinawa, they, they would, they would dive bomb us. And we had this little paddy wagon that we had to drive around and patrol in an area. Um, and I can remember people crashing that little paddy wagon, like, so many times because a cicada flew into the window and, and you know, bonked him in the head or whatever. <laughs> and they are really intimidating, uh, if not just for that noise, but that size, you know. And so they're, they're just a really intimidating creature. But it, it's really fascinating that they burrow and then they only live for like a month or so. Um, and that's that's when they're the noisiest. So it's 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 just wild. Can you imagine that's your life, like seven years underground, and then one day you emerge and you're like an old man, <laughs> ready to die. Oh, I like yeah. Felt <laughs> like right back last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> oh so, man. Uh, I, I, I I find it fascinating and it so a lot of the, the the insect world is 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 just amazing. It's wild. Like, like the dragonfly, for instance, the larva can spend mm -hmm. several years in the water. Right. Uh, and then turns into dragonfly. Five minutes later, it's brown bread. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's amazing that they, they must know. Listen, they must know that once yeah. they come out of there, it's game over. That it's like I've got to find something to mate with and then that's it right i mean their instincts must be really really strong just really really strong i mean it's 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 fascinating so with that being said that's that's a really great segue for folklore so that instinct or that uh ancient wisdom right um so in the folklore uh cicadas have been known to kind of epitomize reincarnation so about 40 million uh, years is the earliest form. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what 40 million years was, but I, maybe that's like their oldest, maybe that's the oldest like record of them in the fossil. Yeah, I'm, it's, I don't it's know. The oldest identifiable fossil of, of a cicada, I think. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's what I wrote down and I apologize. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no worries. Uh, so the earliest form was in China, and they would actually make stone carvings out of jade of cicadas. And they believed that because the cicadas had that, like, kind of that uh, reincarnating or the, that uh, they epitomized, you know, eternal life, essentially, or rebirth, um, they would place the jade cicada on the tongue of a deceased person. Um, and that actually would allow for them uh, that the deceased would would emerge and achieve their permanent immortality. So they imagined that that the cicada helped them cross into that immortality. Um, but I found a lot. I found another really beautiful uh, story from the Hopi Hopi indigenous people here in the states. Indians, um, yeah, Hopi Indians. Yeah, the Hopi. Yeah. Uh, so they, they actually, in the northern Arizona, their mythology indicates that they emerged from the Grand Canyon, right? Um, and some sources say that they were led by two cicadas that played flutes, which kind of makes sense because they do make that noise, right? Um, but they, basically, the cicadas would heal their bodies as they emerged from the Grand Canyon because the entrance to the fourth world was guarded by eagles that shot arrows at them. So the cicadas singing with their flutes would heal their bodies. Um, so that's another really fascinating, like, kind of legend or folklore. I feel I like you know, know this. What's up? <laughs> I don't know why, but I actually uh -huh. knew that one. Oh, cool. Okay. I have no idea why. No, not a clue, but I actually knew. <laughs> That story, I I think I've heard that in a movie somewhere. It's that, possible. It's possible because the the Hopi tribe was is a really popular tribe because um, they're actually there's not a lot, not a ton known about them. So the more we learn about them, the more it 
kind of spreads out and um, people get really excited about it. So that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> or a documentary. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of those. Oh, I love them. I love them. Um, so I live chance. in. There is a good chance I've heard it there, but I actually knew that story pretty much word for word with what you were saying. It I was, I was like, oh, God, yeah. You're but, like click click click. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know I know nothing of the folklore. I know I know that the, the Chinese quite liked them, but I didn't uh -huh. know why. Uh, but that one, yeah, I knew, so I was quite pleased about that. Yeah. Well, but cool. Anymore, please tell me. Yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that 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 made you happy. Mm -hmm. I also found a really cool uh actually a story about Eos, um from ancient Greek, and Eos is the goddess of the dawn. Um, and she had a lover named Titan, Titanus, Titanus. Um, it, it's spelled Tythonus, but it's Titanus. Um, and he was, he lived in Troy and he was human, but she loved him. This was her, this was her dude, you know, and Eos asked Zeus to grant Titanus immortality. Um, but she forgot to ask Zeus for his eternal youth as well. So essentially, she doomed Titanus to remain alive, but to grow old, that like so old that he sank into a toothless decrepitude. Um, and eventually he was praying for death. Oh, quit, Simon, you are not. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> uh, so Eos understood that the gods never retracted their gifts once they gave a gift, they never took it back. Uh, but not knowing what else to do, she locked Titanus away and turned him into an ever-complaining cicada. And that's pretty much the end of the story. I don't know if there's like a moral or something that we could learn from it, but I I thought that one was pretty fascinating. I think it's ever-complaining is the, the, the noise, isn't it? The noise, yeah. Yeah, just the, the rain. rain. The noise. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Where the noise comes from. It's, just, <laughs> it's Titanus. Titanus complaining. Yeah, about growing so old. I don't I know. Don't <laughs> That's why I moan a lot. It's just devastating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Growing old is such a pain. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting that cicadas are related to immortal life and uh, rebirth and that kind of thing. But it, it also really makes sense because. It, exactly how they behave you know like spending years and years underground and then emerging in their adult form like it just makes makes total sense that that people would see them as uh rebirth this is very similar to uh hedgehog mythology oh where as you just said they spend the time on the ground come out and it's re reincarnation etc when uh, there's there's a, a an ancient Egyptian mythology about hedgehogs. Okay. Where when they hibernate, they saw the hedgehogs as uh, being reincarnated because they vanished for months at a time, and then just all reappeared at the same time. So they, they, it's a similar thing. It was that that was their idea of reincarnation. They said, "Oh, they, they they've got this sus. They're reincarnated." Wow. That was their proof for it. Uh, existing, being a thing. So wow. cicadas going underground, but as long as they do, is a real, you know, it must have been amazing when you, when, you know, back in the day when you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right. Uh, Just all these, these large, you know, singing bugs emerging from the ground. I mean, that must have been quite a sight. Oh, at the I same can, time. I can imagine. Yeah. You know, right yes <laughs> well that and the um yeah that's me i mean it's it's just incredible i agree uh but locusts also like the swarming that they do i mean it, it's been happening for hundreds of thousands probably even you know millions of years as long as they've been here on earth um you know but it, it's well documented in human history that that the swarms of locusts will, you know, affect us, you know, yeah. and that that hive mind essentially is is kind of fascinating to us as well. Like we always, that's a one of the reasons that we're studying ants as to to their 
neurons and that uh, synopsis that they go through because we're trying to figure out how does the hive mind happen? How does this, you know, how do they just know how, what to do, when to do it? You know, same with bees, like, you know, once, once they get in the hive, how do they know that they need more pollen to feed the larvae? How do they know that, you know, so we're, we're definitely researching that. Um, And I think that is quite a fascinating thing about insects, that hive mind, essentially, that they just, you know, there must be something that can be. It's, that's the scary part, you know, when they go out and do something, you have two two of them doing the same thing, going, oh, you're here. No, no, it's my job. They just yell, (laughs) no, shut up. (laughs) What? What job that, it, that otherwise sometimes just start singing and then they'll go quiet pretending. <laughs> but yeah, they all seem to know what they're doing now. They're all doing yeah. different things. We see them just as a bee doing bee stuff. But, right. but you know, each bee is doing different bee stuff. It's doing certain things. They've got certain jobs. And right. probably more so uh, as far as more jobs are concerned. Yeah. You know, loads and loads of little things you've got to do and they've got casts and you know, workers and majors and medias and all that of it. So ants, ants are quite uh, fascinating in that respect. Absolutely. Like I say, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> how they know or why they know. Uh, and let's be yeah. honest, we don't know why birds can fly in formation and then suddenly change. Right. That's an, that's pretty, and so can locusts uh, uh-huh. do the same thing. They're just like, oh, all right, we're left now. Which is right, by the way. I just did left us. <laughs> I changed my camera this morning. Forget that. But yeah, we got right now, and then they all go right and go like, yeah, foods over here. And right. It's like that. One turns, and they all do. It's like, and but there's yeah. no specific leader of the pack. Right. You know, whereas like your wolves, you've got a pack with mammals. Right. Uh, and you've got one clear leader. Right, makes the decisions that you know is 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 the alpha, whereas with insects etc. There's, there's there's no alpha. There's no alpha. They're there's, all they're all just you know, yeah, and the the tiny 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 little neural ganglia that they they've got as a brain, mm-hmm. it must how they get so much information in there and and know what to do and when to do it is amazing. It really is. I agree. It's it's pretty fascinating. I mean, even even just being being able to observe it, uh, you know, in your everyday life and stuff, it's it's really something to admire. And uh, it would be nice if researchers bothered looking at things like that instead yeah. of a hundred different ways how to kill them. Yeah, right. Because they might yet put them off. Yeah. With a noise or with something, and they can go another direction, whatever. You know, but no, we'll we'll kill them because that's yeah. our answer to everything. Unfortunately, and and you know, like they do, they serve a purpose. They absolutely serve a purpose. Every single invertebrate, every single you know insect that you find in the world, it, it has a purpose. Even the mosquitoes, which <coughs> I still I still would like to know what on earth their purpose is, but they serve one. Certainly, it's to keep the humans down. <laughs> Is that what it is? Just to spread yes. the malaria? Yes. It's to keep the humans down. It's, it's, well, shucks. We're the problem. <laughs> well, that we know. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for, I'm all for mosquitoes. Keep them going. We need some more. Mm. That's great. We don't have them, so it's great. <laughs> I'm really, you know, I'm actually really lucky because I think, I, and I like to think that it's my blood type, but I, I don't get bit as much as other people do by mosquitoes and stuff so lucky oh yep see eden eden inverts agrees with you that mosquitoes purpose is to annoy the humans so it is. Well, it's to, keep, <laughs> to keep the human population in check but everything yeah. has something to keep it in check yeah yeah if you take away true. a predator it will it will it will just go wild you'll go nothing that's explode the population and that's yeah. what we're, that is what we've done. And that's why humans are growing as fast as we are. Because we've, we've taken away our predators, our problems, uh-huh. and 
on top of that, we've added medicine and all the other things that keep us alive even longer. Death right. Food, you know, we've got we've got nothing to kill us off and keep us in check. Yeah, so no. eventually we'll kill everything else off. Well, I don't know, though, because, I mean, I've been seeing these videos of people and, you know, tourists that go to, like, Yellowstone, and they're getting mauled by the bison out there and the buffalo because, you know, they're they're just getting too close to these massive creatures. And they think, oh, they're just so big and woolly and they can't hurt me or whatever. They get close enough and that thing is like, I've got horns and I know how to use them. <laughs> well, bison, bison are the biggest killer, aren't they, in Africa? Yeah, they, yep. they kill more people in Africa than 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 anything else. And they've got, you know, you've got crocodiles, you've got sure you know, anyway, uh, tigers, but they're not there. Lions and stuff, and, and yet <laughs> cows kill more people. The wildebeests. <laughs> oh so, yeah, well, basically they're just cows, aren't they? They're and I, I've also been told that uh, hippos, hippopotamus, hippos, they have yeah. they have the strongest bite force of any creature. Is it any creature on Earth? I I don't know if that's. Uh, no, it's not. Um, I, I think it's um, mammal, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, because uh, crocodile. Oh, is it jaguar? I'm trying to think what has a stronger bite force than a. a... I am pretty sure jaguars have a major bite force. Like their bite force is. is... Yeah, jaguar was the one of them. They they have. Uh, Massive, massive bite force. But hippos are killing more people than sharks do every year. So, oh yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's, just, it's not because they're biting them; it's because they're, they're flattening them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same with rhinos. Rhinos don't bite, but they still kill people. They're just well, yeah. Them. I mean, they don't. I, people. You oh, know, this yeah. huge. What? How much do they weigh? At least a ton. This uh, huge animal yeah. coming at you at like. 30 miles an hour i mean that's no that's like a car crash that that's is, like a yeah. semi crash you know <laughs> no well, thank you weigh a ton, do they? so you've got something you know probably weighing twice as much as a car <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. totally yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely well, yeah. <laughs> we didn't just go on a tangent did we again yes all the fun ways the animals can kill people let's <laughs> Let's just do that. <laughs> okay, so actually, no. Let's. Uh, I, that's pretty much all I've got um, about the ortho, or, orthoptera. Uh, again, really, really, really cool orthoptera. What did I say it wrong again? <laughs> no, no, I said right. That's what I mean. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was fun. That was fun. Orthoptera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so let's let's close this out. Maybe uh, next. Oh, that would be an awesome show, is what Eden Invert says. And okay, well then, hey, that's another I, another topic that I'm writing down. We're gonna schedule it out. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what it's put because I can't see the screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not because of these; it's because it's all the way over there. Right, you'd have to <laughs> look. But yeah, no, Eden Invert says that would be a fun and awesome show. And I, I'm pretty sure that Eden is talking about all the ways that people can be killed by animals. Just humans, yes. <laughs> oh, what, a wonderful, what a wonderful show that would be. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I hope for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, okay, let's do our, our shameless plug. So, Simon, what do you got going on this week? Anything new? Uh, yeah, I started doing videos again because I had the, the time and I was so busy before Christmas and also uh, I've not been too good. Um, so I, I, I pretty much stopped doing them back from the odd shot, yeah. but I started doing them again this week. Um, I'm going to carry on that. So obviously, Mantis Garden, YouTube, that's it. Yeah. And also is just reading and going mad, but I would like to, if I can, dropping the fact that there's a show on the uh, 11th or is it the 10th of February you have to have a quick look oh yeah I saw uh, that in Sheffield in the UK and it is called the Great Ant Exhibition and it's not just ants it's all sorts of inverts but ants are it's probably by uh, 
a company that deals in ads, so it's a great ad place submission. Uh, and I'll have tables there, so awesome. uh, if you want to buy Mantis or whatever else I'm going to take with me, I don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I'll be there, uh, and you can uh, say hi and uh, also buy stuff. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. How fun! You'll have to tell me all about it because uh, I'm actually considering uh setting up a, a table at like an expo nearby me um although i won't i probably won't be selling anything because i don't have anything to sell i'll just be educating <laughs> just good it's not better yes pr you know promoting our show just got it yeah yeah absolutely on youtube rather than listen because it looks embarrassing you go on youtube <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, not many people watch on youtube but people listen uh and, and you know oh yeah I, yeah I people are it. listening all over the world we even have a listener in uh jakarta so that's oh. that's really really cool shout out to jakarta dude thanks for listening um yeah like our our podcast is doing pretty well for sure i can't say hi so i <laughs> yeah um okay so for my shameless plug I, you know, I had a short that I just, I I haven't been able to get the, the voiceover done for it, but I am going to get that done real soon. Um, but it's going to be a short little video about how I clean my enclosures to reuse them. So when I'm, you know, if when I move a tarantula into a bigger enclosure or, you know, like a mantis or whatever, um, then I, I clean the old one. Um, so I made a little short to kind of show you how to do that. And then the second plug that I have is actually a really, it's a local business. They're, they're pretty small, but they make these cute little clay mushroom thingies. Um, and they are called Mixed Up Creations. Um, I love these guys. They've been around for close to 30 some odd years. Um, and these, these necklaces are actually, a lot of them are uh, black light active and they glow in the dark, which makes them really cute and it's a small business so you're you're definitely supporting uh local colorado denver so if you happen to be in the denver area just just visiting definitely check out mixed up creations they're on east colfax um just just a cool little shop they also have uh smoking paraphernalia so there's there's some of that so it's a little it's you know 21 and over <laughs> but you can definitely go in there they've got cool t-shirts and of course like that necklace i'm not sponsored by them i just i just absolutely love them i've loved their necklaces for a long time so um and lily says she loves that they do also have an online store and i'm pretty sure that they will ship internationally i think i i'm gonna have to get back to you guys on that one i don't know but uh check out their online store i believe it's mixedupcreations.com Yep, mixed up creations, but it's spelled M Y X E D. So make sure you get that mixed up. <laughs> but they're really cool. It's a great store. So you'll be supporting a good cause. And that's all I've got. Yeah, just stay tuned. Next week, what do you think? Do we do dragonflies or what kind of topic are you thinking? I'll be your determined for dragonflies. Uh, <laughs> I'm not letting the dragonflies go. You know, I, yeah, I'll do dragonflies. Okay. I'm good with that. Because you're not going to shut up about it until we do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're Let's absolutely right. I'm stuck on it. Okay, dragonflies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be, it'll be a fun show, I'm sure. And, yeah. you know. It'll be fun. I'll 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 do my, you know, usual research that I do. If I can find some folklore on dragonflies, I will also include that, like I usually do. I've had um, a video. Yes, I know. I <laughs> I love your video. It was so beautiful, and I was so mad when uh, when we couldn't correspond. I was just okay, but we won't go there. <laughs> I'll keep sharing the video and annoying people with dragonflies until they're forced to watch. Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> but okay. otherwise um yeah so dragonflies next week look forward to that and check out mantis garden check out tarantula otherwise thank you guys so much for watching 
thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, we'll see you uh, next week. See you later. <laughs>